turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Europeans risk death by cold for green folly, and we could be next. Right on the money. It's glaring us right in the, looking right at us, uh, and it's something that we can go in. Please explain the article, uh, Kristen, and how can it, how could this disaster of energy in Europe come to America? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for your kind words. I actually think that this phenomenon of what's going on in Europe is the biggest ignored story in the news right now. I mean, this, this is a huge piece of news that That's nobody's right. talking about. You're right. There yep. are six figures worth of people, maybe even seven figures worth of people in Europe, risk death this winter in service to green energy policies that simply don't work. And the left doesn't care because for them, it's all about the virtue signaling and the feeling good. And they don't actually care about human lives. So over the last decade or so, Europe, especially certain countries like Germany, France and England, uh, has really neutered itself of the ability to create its own energy and has made itself uh, dependent on other nations for its energy, one of which is Russia. So, you know, like Germany gets about 20% or got about 20% of its energy from Russia. Uh, same with France and England. Uh, at the same time, Germany has basically closed down all of its nuclear power plants and stopped burning coal. And now that Putin has invaded Ukraine, all of these Western countries are not buying any gas or oil from that nation anymore. And at the same time, of course, America, we are declining in our oil production. So Europe really has a bad energy shortage. Uh, so, so Germany in particular right now, they're scrambling to try to reopen their power plants. They're trying to burn coal again, but it's just not enough. And now you have, like I said, six figures worth of people, uh, possibly more than that, who are at risk of not being able to heat their homes this winter, not being able to start their cars, and could potentially die if we see frigid temperatures. It's a combination, Kristen Tate. And and I love that you say the way you put it, Kristen, a combination of utopian climate initiatives, inflation, a decline in American fossil fuel production, and an unwillingness to buy Russian oil and natural gas could lead to as many as uh, several hundred thousand deaths across the continent in Europe this uh, this winter. But uh, but with there, there's a number here, and correct me if I'm reading this wrong, Kristen Tate. Britain suffers from more than twenty eight thousand excess winter deaths every year. Twenty eight thousand, Kristen. Correct. And that's all right. That's, that was like prior to, 
you know, Putin's invasion of Ukraine. So they were at least getting gas and oil from Russia when those numbers were tallied. Now you have that nation and others unable to get that energy that they were previously purchasing from Russia. So they're going to see an even sharper increase in deaths this winter. And you have... um, You have people who study the weather saying that this winter could see extra frigid temperatures. It's just supposed to be a very cold winter. So you're going to see a lot of suffering this winter in Europe, especially with families with children um, in the colder countries where they cannot uh, where they cannot get heat. And if you look at the urban areas, those are going to be the places where people suffer especially hard because um, you know, a lot of the homes where people live in urban areas, mm. like apartment mm. buildings, they don't mm. have the ability to burn wood, firewood, like you would have in a single-family home that might have a fireplace. Uh, and, you know, this, these kinds of horrible policies are being implemented here in the U.S. I mean, Germany spends $150 billion on its own version of the new Green Deal. It was a huge disaster. Uh, I saw energy prices skyrocket in that country. And now, you know, they've made their country dependent on these hostile nations like Europe for energy. And we're scrambling to do the same exact thing here in the U.S. I mean, we were practically energy energy independent under Donald Trump. And all of that has been reversed. And nobody on the left seems to care about the real human suffering that could happen as a result of these utopian, disastrous policies that we just know don't work. And they never go into the countries that are really assaulting the environment. We're, we're, we do, I correct me if I'm wrong, we're one of the, the best countries in, in regard to uh, pollution, stopping pollution. What about China with the building? They're building uh, coal plants every day. And what about India? What about Libya burning rubber tires? Did you see that video online? Libya burning. How do they get rid of rubber tires in Libya? Well, they just burn it and it goes right into the air. No one's got the guts to talk to these big countries. They pick on us and they pick on the Western world. It's it's like it's an initiative to take down the West is what it seems. And then to allow Putin to run oil from the Nord Stream 2 pipeline from Russia. We knew that was going to happen. Biden knew that was going to happen. And and we talked. I, I said that in the open in, in my uh, uh, opening today, uh, Kristen. I said how, how we were warned. We were warned by our friend Katie McFarlane a former deputy uh, national security advisor under Donald Trump, she she said you have to become energy, uh, de- not only just dominant, you have to be energy independent and energy dominant if you want, if you want security. It's a national security issue. And how are they missing this? And how are they getting, how are they getting away with this, Kristen? Because they are, according they to what you're writing here. Yes. Care. They don't care. That is the answer. They really don't care because to them, it's all about pandering to a section of their voting base, of their very ignorant voting base, who wants to feel good about themselves by thinking that they're voting for politicians that, you know, support so-called green policies. But these voters don't understand the implications of these policies and the the politicians realize that so they keep pushing the policies i mean and and by the way joe it's not only democrats who push a lot of this stuff i live Mm. in texas and you'll probably recall last year we had a massive winter storm and greg abbott of all people greg abbott 
a Republican has yeah. made our state more dependent on unreliable wind energy than any state in the nation. And all of that wind energy failed during this winter storm. Yeah. And we had hundreds of deaths in the state of Texas last January during that storm, because largely because these wind turbines completely failed. It's just a massive failure. And then after the storm, you know, after we picked up all the bodies, the hunt, it was over 200 people who died. What do we do? We just keep doubling down on wind energy. I mean, it's totally insane. So yeah. a lot of this is being pushed by Democrats, but I want to stress, yeah, it's not yeah. just the Democrats. It's, it's so, the whole so, political class. You know, I'm so glad you brought that up because stories come and then they go. And But we don't forget. I'm Italian. I forget nothing. You know, so so it's like when, when I saw what happened with the winter storm in Texas last year, we were mortified because here you have Abbott, who I think is uh, seems to be a great guy, great governor and doing great things. And he's just really just taking uh, New York to task, you know, uh, with sending the migrants up, you know, the illegals up to New York City. That's a huge story in New York. And we're loving every minute of it. But you're telling me that that Abbott and no one really talked about this. So thank you for doing this, Kristen Tate. So Abbott went along with the, this Green New Deal situation. And, and that's what caused those those massive power failures during a, a, a terribly freezing winter storm last year in Texas. It was because they depended on wind energy. Largely, I mean, there were a lot of factors at play, but the wind energy failed at a much higher rate than the other forms of energy that Texans rely on to heat yeah. their homes. And Abbott goes around bragging about how, you know, the state is so great with wind energy and we've converted all of our energy usage to wind. I mean, it's just crazy. All of these wind turbines were literally frozen not producing any any energy at all as kids wow. were actually dying wow. in their homes, shivering yeah, to death. It was, it's it ridiculous. was awful. It was awful. Does that? I wonder. Does that make way for Beto? I know there there is an election this year. Uh, I know Beto's all over that, right? Running against Abbott. Of course he is, but we all know Beto just wants to double down on these uh, nonsensical policies. So yeah. I would hope Texans don't fall for that. Yeah, I can't go that far. Um, yeah, look, I, I, I mean. Yeah, I had some Beto people come knock on my door yesterday, actually. They're campaigning hard for the guy, but I think he's going to be a big flop. Well, uh, wait, 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 wait. So what do you do? So you're you're a young gal, and they go, oh, we'll get this young voter to come and, and vote for Beto. So what do you say when someone knocks at the door? Do you have a debate with them? Oh, or do you I go... take up as much of their time as possible. <laughs> I have them stay at my door, and I ask a million questions. And uh, I, I oh. let them think I'm interested so that they waste all their time at my door so that they can't go knock on other doors. <laughs> you are too funny. Hey, great article. We just retweeted it from uh, Kristen Tate. It's, it, this is, a, and again, I'm so proud on the show. We always bring things that get buried. This cannot get buried because this is wintertime coming up, and it's going to be a horror. And by the way, they are pushing Kristen Tate. Went all that wind energy off the coast of beautiful New Jersey, off the coast of beautiful Long Island. They're they're pushing that like and and the oil to run those things, the fossil fuels you need to run the the windmills is going to be a disaster. And not to mention what we're going to see in the ocean on our shores. Not to mention the dead birds that are killed from these windmills. It's inexcusable. So great article, great write up, and thanks for always being there for us, Kristen. We appreciate it. Please come on anytime. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Joe. Always a pleasure joining the program. Thank you, Kristen. Anytime indeed. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. 
Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.